You're listening to The First Bite, presented by Shoreview Industries, a podcast dedicated to taking you through the real stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who have navigated the world of private equity. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The First Bite. I'm your host, Peter Zimmerman. This episode explores the story of Monroe Engineering. Monroe was a Shoreview portfolio company from 2017 until December of 2021, and during that time experienced significant growth through both organic initiatives as well as 11 add-on acquisitions. Joining the discussion are Garrett Morlock and Dave Scharr, who are the CEO and president of Monroe, as well as Tom DeVidio, a partner at Shoreview that worked closely with Monroe team during our investment period. The conversation touches on a number of interesting topics, including Monroe's approach to add-on acquisition, their use of digital marketing to drive revenue in somewhat traditional industrial sectors, rapidly scaling a business while maintaining a cohesive culture, and advice for anyone thinking about using add-on acquisitions to augment their growth. Finally, Garrett and Dave discuss their experience and perspective from now multiple rounds of choosing a financial partner to support their strategy. This was a really fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy listening. Garrett, Dave, welcome to the uh, First Bite Shoreview Podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate uh, you having us here today. Yeah, great, Peter. Uh, Appreciate you inviting us in and looking forward to a great discussion today. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you guys. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny how things work out, right? I think we originally uh, uh, planned this. Well, you were still uh, part of the Shoreview uh, portfolio, uh, and uh, we were partnered together. And you know, one—I can't even remember why we got uh, delayed, but um, you know, we had to reschedule a few times. And lo and behold, uh, the Shoreview chapter has closed, and you guys are on to a new chapter with another financial sponsor. So. Uh, it's kind of funny how things work out, but in a way it's great because, uh, you can, you know, talk about things from beginning to end with us and, and a lot of the things that, uh, uh, transpired along the way. So looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So I thought, uh, just to start off and, and level set, uh, maybe you guys could just share a bit about what, you know, what is Monroe engineering and, uh, what, what do you guys do and what is, uh, a bit of the secret sauce and, and unique way that you guys go to market. Um, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, Monroe's been around for a long time and all the way back to the Henry Ford days uh, in the early 1920s. And really, I think we made a transformational shift in our business plan in about 2003, 2004, when Garrett brought our group together and we said we were going to throw away the catalogs. We were going to cancel the trade shows, let go of the reps, and we were going to embrace digital marketing. And uh, in combination with really uh, transitioning from a pure distributor to a virtual manufacturer uh, of the products that set in motion uh, almost 20 years now of great growth in uh, our primary business is industrial components, including you know, knobs, handles, hinges, casters. Uh, We make products uh, in support of U.S. manufacturers uh, primarily and, uh, you know, across a wide variety of industries, including medical, defense, uh, huge in solar now, and renewable energy. Uh, And really through the digital marketing channel, 
uh, we've been able to, even in recessions, continue to grow and continue to pick up new customers. Uh, we've got a great inside digital marketing head in Kevin uh, Buzinski, and uh, he's really allowed us to uh, expand our model or, or really to grow quickly uh, in you know with new customers. And uh, Tom Yarrow and his sales team have really done a great job of you know, getting deeper into those customers and, uh, you know, trying to figure out how we can provide value. Uh, and that's led Garrett and kind of the acquisition team to say, what does the customer want that we aren't providing? And we've targeted some acquisitions along the way to support the customers, uh, you know, from that perspective. So uh, it's been it's been a great run. Yeah, just to, just to add a little bit of that, Dave, you know, just to, you know, get, put perspective in some things is, uh, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000, when uh, Dave and I and the team took it, took it over, you know, the company was doing 3 million in sales. Um, and we're going to do 300 million this year, you know, in sales with pretty much the same management team that we had from day one. Um, so we're pretty excited about, you know, you know, how Dave talked about it and in the acquisitional side of, you know, being able to, uh, you know, get more product out there. Um, and Rose been able to grow organically and uh, through acquisition um, and through having great team members like Shoreview uh, to help us do that. So we're we're excited to talk more about how how Shoreview was able to help us, you know, get to the promised land because you were a big part of our growth, you know, in the middle years. Absolutely, I think uh, you know we talked we had some great growth in the beginning, but uh, two two thousand seventeen when we I think it was December 2017 when we signed up with uh, the Shoreview team. Uh, that marriage uh, and that partnership just, in in our opinion, was perfect. Uh, Tom uh, DeVidio and Scott Gage, uh, our other uh, board member from Shoreview, helped us refine our, you know, refine our strategy a little bit and uh, allowed us to invest in uh, developing a concept of one Monroe, which really allowed us to take our acquisitions and rather than have them be somewhat standalone, uh, to really bring them together. And, uh, that's when we really started to see, uh, the, if you want to call it cross sell or, you know, being able to take products from one acquisition, maybe in blend them in, in across the entire Monroe customer field and, uh, our CRM, uh, technology was able to be enhanced in. So it wasn't just acquisition strategy that I thought Shoreview brought, but they allowed us to make some operational moves and spend a little bit of capital on, uh, you know, the technology stack to allow us to scale more quickly as well. And, you know, I want to say in 2021, while we were kind of preparing for our exit at the same time, we did six acquisitions and there's no way that we would have been able to be in a position to do that uh, if we had not, you know, implemented the the technology and, you know, implemented the structure organizationally, uh, you know, with kind of the guidance of Tom and Scott to, uh, you know, over the last few years. So they really prepared us for uh, the type of growth that we've seen over, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, I want to. Uh, maybe take it back a little bit and uh tom davidio who's on uh uh was in that initial meeting that you guys had and i want so tom i want to ask you 
you know, as you as you reflect back on, you know, first getting to know Garrett and Dave and and the rest of the team and and the company, what 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 stands out to you, you know, today um as you think about the rapid growth that they've experienced is, you know, what what are some of those key things that you saw then that got you excited about making the investment and, you know, gave you confidence that the company could could grow so rapidly? Well, thanks Peter and Garrett and Dave, thanks for joining us today. It's interesting, when we first got materials in, we were introduced to the business through uh, an advisor that the company hired. And we we looked at the materials, felt, okay, this is a space we've been in before, industrial distribution. Uh, what we liked about the business, at least from review of the materials, in a broad category, industrial distribution, got experience growing through add-on acquisitions as well as organic growth. Um, Although we felt maybe with some additional capital resources, they could accelerate that. And it seems like they've had a team in place that that really understood the business and had a vision where it could go. When we first went out to meet with the team, all those boxes were checked. We, we realized, okay, these guys really have it going on. They've got a, a team that's capable of running a business significantly larger than what we have today. Garrett and Dave really did... A great job covering all the bases uh, with the team, and and you don't often see that in in businesses of that uh, at the size that they were at uh, when when we first met them. They really had a vision for where to take the business, uh, not only organically and markets that they wanted to focus on, how they were going to attack those, uh, but 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 also uh, add on acquisitions and and not just a wish list like very specifically targeted. Okay, we want to get into these product categories. We want to get to these ad, uh, end markets and and here's kind of some some businesses that that would that would get us there. It wasn't exhaustive, and that list uh, really got a lot larger along the way. Uh, you know, from when we first got involved until you know where it sits today, but but really had a good a, a good idea of how they could go about executing on that part of the strategy. Then what we also noticed from the visit is that they were doing something different than most businesses, not only of their size, but even even much larger. And that is developing uh, uh, customers through uh, a very proactively managed SEO and SEM program. And that, that was something that we often don't see at the businesses that we get involved with. And uh, we don't see in larger businesses either. So we said, hey, geez, there's there's really something going on here. And we've got to figure out a way how to partner with them and, and get something done because I think we can really take this, help them take this business to realize where the, where their vision is for, for it. So. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember uh, after you guys got out of that meeting, you know, you and Scott basically called everybody in the firm at Shoreview and basically... <laughs> pounded the table and said, man, we're excited. We, we've got to invest with these guys. This is a, this is a home run waiting to happen. Um, so I think that that confidence uh, and enthusiasm was definitely there from day one. Um, Garrett, I want to go back to something you mentioned, uh, just the history of the business. Uh, when you guys joined, it was 3 million a revenue. Um, and today, you know, you're, you're run rating to 300 million, which is fun. Uh, I don't know what the growth kager on that is, but that's pretty good. Um, at what point in in your history did you you guys maybe look at each other and say, "Man, th th this business could get a lot bigger than it is today"? 
Yeah. Was there any key inflection point uh, that where maybe you had that realization or did it just kind of gradually happen? You know, it's funny when you go back uh, uh, and Dave will remember this. Uh, and I want to say this was in 2023, 2020, uh, sorry, you know, in 03, 04, we had this book that we had. It was the roadmap to 50 million uh, that we, that was our plan, right? We were all excited. Like that was a big number for us. Like we're going to get to $50 million. And, you know, we thought then, you know, this was, you know, we were doing, you know, probably 10 million at the time. We we're like, you know, we're, we can do this, you know, with this group. And then when we blew, th- we, we pretty much hit that number right about the Shoreview uh, era. You know, we were coming, I think we were 50, 60 million right when Shoreview uh, brought us. And, you know, having the right partners, you know, it was really coming down to the right partnership. Um, you know, we've had, we've had the luxury of having, we're on our fifth uh, actually ownership <laughs> turn. If you go back to the, you know, some of the first ones, but uh, Shoreview, um, when, we, when we went to that next level, uh, being able to have more, uh, Tom alluded to this a little bit more, uh, bringing a little bit more capital to the table for us. Uh, so a lot of deals that we were having to pass on, you know, early on because some of our groups are a little smaller and thought that, you know, hey, looking at something like this, you know, you, you may want to think twice about it. Um, where Shoreview was able to say, hey, we like your, we like your thought. We like your, you know, we like where you're going with this. And we were able to, uh, uh, bring that. So after doing two or three deals, and then after having a, a strong year, you know, last year in the acquisition side, you know, now, you know, it's funny, I'm, I, you know, you may laugh, but our next number is a billion, <laughs> you know, you know, we're looking at this thing and, and our, our new partners have kind of thrown that, thrown that out at us and said, Hey, look at, we're, uh, uh, we think you can easily be a billion dollar company. And if you'd have told me that, uh, you know, 20, you know, 15 or 10 years ago or whatever, I would have, probably laughed a little bit, but, um, actually seeing where we are right now and seeing what, uh, and, and, and seeing actually how big our industry is. Um, I really do think it's feasible here in the next few years, uh, you know, to get up in those kind of numbers, you know, Dave, you may want to add something else, uh, you know, on that, but, um, that's kind of the exciting part, you know, of, of where it is. So to answer your question, uh, you know, it's been kind of right in the, about the mid season, you know, with, with, with new partners, that I, that we were able to get to this, uh, I think we can get to the next level. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a, it's a fragmented industry. Uh, so I think the, the market potential is there to hit that. Certainly capital is a commodity in that equation, right? There's plenty of capital out there. W- w- what leads me to not doubt Garrett's uh, <laughs> Garrett's vision and Dave's vision to get to a billion is, is the team behind it. Right. Things don't happen by accident. It takes people to actually make it happen. And, you know, the most impressive thing that I saw uh, sitting at the board level and being involved with these guys is, you know, a team that, you know, plays off of each other's strengths, team that uh, doesn't have egos at the table and uh, a team that, you know, has their eye on the prize and comes to work every day focused on that. Um, Not everyone can can put a team together that that rose like that in the same in, in the same direction um so i certainly don't you, you often hear people throw crazy numbers around in this case i don't think twice about <laughs> their ability to get there um they've got the capital support they've got the market and and certainly the team to deliver on it i think the one thing that i think of too and shoreview uh up until we joined with the Shoreview team, 
we had never really thought about letting our strategic acquisitions, if there was an owner who wanted to take a second bite of the apple and join us and roll over uh, a certain amount of the, um, you know, instead of taking all cash at close and staying on just as, as an employee, but allowing them to take an equity stake in the business. Uh, we created an extension of our management team by doing that. There was great alignment in the overall one Monroe vision. And, you know, we always said that, you know, we want to work with people uh, who we could be friends with and who, you know, and as we look at acquisitions and culturally, we have stayed very, very disciplined in bringing on management teams within these, uh, you know, partners or acquisitions uh, who share our culture and our values. And that makes all the difference in the world uh, because I think staying disciplined in that acquisition approach and staying true to the ideal that we're not going to sacrifice on the quality of the people that we bring in. In fact, we're looking to say, how can we learn from a lot of these uh, strategic acquisition folks? Uh, that's made our team a lot deeper and it's allowed us to be able to scale because you know, we can bring them in as shareholders and we can bring them in uh, in some cases and we can really, you know, as managers, uh, they understand the vision and they're they're capable of doing more maybe than what they were doing, uh, you know, you know, at, at the time of acquisition. And so, you know, you're as good as your people and it goes beyond kind of our, our core management team into uh, we, we've just had a chance that we work with a tremendous team. And I hate to call it acquired talent, but as part of the acquisition strategy, we have really picked up some great people. Yeah, it's interesting. I think out of the 11 deals we did add on acquisitions we did over the four years, everyone rolled, I mean, every owners of every one of those deals rolled over into the platform and all of them made, you know, multiple times, you know, cash, uh, the cash that they invested or rolled over uh, when, when we collectively exited. But, but they were all, all part of the integration too, and they played important right. roles in in your integration playbook. And not not only the integration of their deal, but then the ones that we did early on really played an important role in helping us not only integrate the latter businesses that we acquired, but also then realize synergies, whether they be commercial synergies or operational synergies. So, just textbook on on uh, you know case case study on on how to do <laughs> how to build a business. So. Yeah, we always say we have, you know, we were, we avoided a turnaround. And I think we were fortunate in the idea that we never really had to spend too much time fixing. And it was really uh, a build and integrate. And, you know, everyone could focus on how do we grow Monroe. Uh, and when you can spend your time and energy on growth uh, versus fix, uh, that's a, that's a really, I mean, it's just what a difference. And, and truthfully, it's a lot more fun to come to work. Uh, we really, you know, that <laughs> we get a lot of job satisfaction and I'm not sure that we, we would be the right management team to, you know, go in and have to do turnarounds. Uh, we like, you know, Garrett's an entrepreneur and uh, we, we, we like that side of the business and, you know, sales and marketing a lot more than we do, you know, operational turnarounds. And, uh, but, you know, it, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, to add that real quick, Dave, I mean, when we do go to, into an acquisition, um, 
you know, we don't go in there, you know, with, you know, guns a blazing saying, Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. We, you know, we walk in, we take a, you know, we take a less is best approach, you know, at looking at it. And, you know, we walk in and we can say, we'll, we'll pretty much say where we think the best thing that we can help is sales and marketing. If you need help there. And the best of my knowledge, I can't remember one company that we've acquired that said that they didn't need help in sales or marketing. <laughs> you know, it seems that's, to be, that's right. you know, every single one is, oh, we need sales help. We need marketing help. Um, we built this company on a, around a sales and marketing philosophy. Um, that team sits right outside Dave and I's door. You know, it's a seven-man team, uh, all in-house uh, to be able to do that. And uh, it's been it's been a tremendous reason why our growth has been there as well. And And, and again, when we're looking at, different companies to acquire and they're, and they're hearing, you know, one of the things we're bringing to the table is sales and marketing help that excites them. You know, I don't want, you know, if I want to come in and said, I want to change your ERP system. I want to change this. I want to change that. You know, that scares people. We walk in and go, Hey, we've got right now, I think we have 122 salespeople around the country. <laughs> you know, you're adding that to your, uh, you're adding that to your list of the one Monroe team. So that's been, that's been an exciting part of our business as well. Um, is watch is, is, that sales and marketing portion of our, our of our company and being so strong in it and where we can help other people. Yeah, and what what was exciting for us too at 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 the board level was how you guys looked at that group and 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 resourced it and and developed a plan to add to it uh, and it was you, you broke it down to metrics and it was easy to say hey let's continue to make investments in this group it's paying off um not every company gets there and and they just think okay let's let's just add salespeople. we get more people out there hunting theoretically we should develop more sales i think the approach that you guys took both quantitative and qualitative really made it easy to invest in that area and and it was exciting to see yeah i want to, I want to go back to something uh dave you kind of touched on it but uh something that always struck me when whenever i uh spent time with you guys was just the sense of culture that i think your team has uh and not just uh n- not just the people in rochester hills but 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 everywhere and you know as the the business has obviously scaled a lot you've got people all over the country um uh, you've got leadership all over the country how have you guys gone about maintaining that culture and scaling it you know, which I think for a lot of businesses can be a big challenge, especially as they get bigger and get more dispersed. Um, what have you guys done that uh, you think has has led to that? I think first off, uh, you have to have a CEO who sets the tone, and uh, who and Garrett really. Um, I mean, let's face it, Garrett's a fun guy to be around, and he makes work fun, and he's passionate about it, um, but he has empathy when we need to have empathy and he you know he has he's just he's a good person uh and has just good core values and so you know we've kind of taken you know Garrett's core values and said this is kind of how you know we want Monroe to be and then we embrace this one Monroe idea in this how can, you know we are Monroe how can we help idea and um and really just I think we hold people to a standard that says, you know, first and foremost, uh, you have to be a good person and we're going to treat our customers, uh, our suppliers, our partners, and uh, our fellow teammates. Uh, we're going to treat everybody with respect and 
if we can do that, you're going to fit in at Monroe really well. And then we, you know, we've done some things with our IT architecture to bring everybody into, uh, you know, one environment. So uh, we can share wins across uh, the organization very quickly and uh, all of us kind of contribute into, you know, celebrating wins. Uh, And so, you know, that's, I think, kind of the big thing. And it's really just letting our management teams know, um, first and foremost, uh, you know, we're not looking for yellers and screamers. We're looking for people who are, you know, you have to be respectful uh, and, you know, we're going to hold you accountable for that. And I think when everybody and people feed off of that and then, you know, if they've the other part of it is I think we don't get caught up in org charts and you can bring people into a common technology stack. We can become one Monroe, but we don't necessarily have to sacrifice an, a location's identity in who they are. And, you know, a lot of these acquisitions have been smaller businesses. So, you know, it's important for us to maintain that family feel and, you know, large enough to help, small enough to care kind of. And so we really just try to bring our our size in as a strength in the sales and marketing side, but allow them to be relational with one another and just because, you know, you don't want to throw that away. And, you know, we've heard horror stories with, you know, businesses that do just monster integrations day one and uh, they come in with this huge corporate environment and overly complex processes. And uh, we've kind of done the opposite. We've tried to empower people to work together without making it about the org chart. And uh, I think that's been helpful. Um, Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Hands down, cultural fits just as important as product fit, as market fit, um, because you try mashing two cultures together that 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 don't fit you're 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 just going to have a disaster on your hands so what was uh what was great to see that that the Monroe team put that front and center as they were prospecting potential add-on acquisitions um and, and the folks to partner with at those add-on acquisitions how are they going to fit within our organization and uh is is it going to be the right mix yeah, and without getting into specifics, I remember a few phone calls that we've had with Tom and Scott and, you know, and Garrett and, and our team, and we just said, you know, this deal on paper is awesome, but we just don't get the right feeling. Uh, there's something amiss here, and, you know, this is this group might not fit into Monroe, and I really, I think the one thing that I will say about Shoreview in Uh, and have said is the standard that you hold yourself to from an integrity standpoint and do the right thing standpoint and um, has been awesome. And we never felt pressured from you to make, to do anything where we were out of our comfort zone. And um, I think we all kind of were, and that's one of the reasons that it was so successful is we all held ourselves to a high bar and, um, and as a board uh, your contribution to that, uh, was awesome because, you know, I think when you get tempted to stray from your, you know, what got you there, uh, and Tom and Scott were there to gently nudge us back in and say, Hey guys, you know, be sure and remember, or, you know, do you see this character thing kind of emerging through due diligence? We might. 
And even if we had spent a little bit of money in the due diligence and, you know, we were a little bit, you know, committed, uh, we were able to, you know, the deals that we walked away from might have been just as important as the deals that got done. And that's where I think, you know, in that takes a board of directors that has some conviction to do the right thing. And, um, you know, Scott and Tom are, uh, the best. And, um, I think we, they really helped us on that side too. And, you know, so that was awesome. If I could just add one more thing just on the, uh, you know, on the culture, um, that I thought played an important role is, and again, the private equity guys probably hate when I say this and I, but I've said this to every single group, uh, we don't make it about the money. (laughs) You know, I, you know, that's not our first and foremost money's a way to measure our success, you know, in that aspect but it's not what we're striving for and it's not what I want our employees to really strive for. I mean, I do want them to do better and I do want everybody to make money and everybody has, and it's worked, but that's not the first thing that we're looking for. You know, that's just, that comes with, you know, good hard work, you know, and you know, when you got a good team all working together, it'll be there, but not making it the first thing Not you know, jumping in meetings, jump up, up, we've got to hit this. We've got to hit this, you know, and as Dave knows, I'm kind of not a, budget guy. I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of a guy and let's build it and it'll come. Uh, but you know, you need a, you need a form of measurement and the form of measurement is growth and you know how well you do. So we use it as that, but I don't want to say that that's what we live for, um, from that aspect. And we try to build that into our culture. Great point. Well, whatever you're doing, it's, it's working right (laughs) because (laughs) the equation balances at the end. So yeah, no, no doubt the results have uh, have borne that out. Um, you know, uh, one one question I always like to ask uh, in a conversation like this, uh, just to take some of the all the there's so many good nuggets you guys have mentioned um, it, it, so far, but just to take it up a level and uh, maybe think about it from the perspective of you know maybe you've got a friend who's a business owner uh, and they've never done an add-on acquisition before, but they're thinking about that as a potential growth strategy. What's like the first piece of advice you would give them? You know, if if they said, "Hey, Garrett," or "Hey, Dave," yeah, I'm I'm thinking about pursuing this as a as a way to grow my business. You know, what what immediately comes to mind for you? You know what I got a, I got a great answer for that because. Uh, you know, us, we've had the ability of not really having, since day one, different types of groups and different types of partners. Um, but but being able to, uh, you know, understand, you know, there's really kind of two different types of private equity partners. You know, you've got a kind of a financial partner that's there and just saying, hey, we're, we're investing in the team. And then you've got the guys that have their, have their partners that are going to come in there and tell you how to run a business. Okay, those are the two types that I've seen out there in the industry. And we've been lucky enough to have, uh, and again, sure of you being one of them, a financial partner that invested in the team, you know, more so than anything else. And so to try to answer your question real simply, Peter, is, you know, being able to tell a friend or family member, you don't need to be scared of the big, bad private equity guys, just understand what type of private equity partner that you're going to get. And if you truly do need the help, you know, in the growth, then that's the one you want. But if you think that you've got it and you still want to be a part of of the team and you still want a second bite of the apple, then you're really looking for a true financial private equity partner uh, that can help you grow your business. And this is a prime example of what we've done, you know, from where we've owned different pieces, but being able to have great private equity partners and building a company beyond what we could have ever done just on our own. 
Yeah, I would encourage folks to get a partner, a financial partner, because one, uh, there's a sleep at night factor. Uh, Two, uh, there's things that happen when you do an acquisition. Uh, You know, there's cash flow is maybe different. There's just, you want to have a financial backer that can help you with the ebbs and flows. Uh, that happen in an acquisition. And frankly, the types of deals that you're capable of doing with a financial partner versus on your own, um, they're just different. Uh, and, you know, the due diligence and handling banking and financing, um, the the financial vehicles that you can use uh, are just different than what most business owners can uh, you know, it's just different than going down to the local credit union. And, you know, sometimes that works, uh, maybe for folks on some smaller opportunities. But uh, I think when you are looking to do meaningful acquisitions and and do it in a way where you're not mortgaging your house or putting too much risk in, uh, it just makes sense to bring a financial partner in. And I think the quality of acquisitions goes up. Uh, so, you know, I would always encourage folks if that's how they see, a you know, an opportunity for growth. That may be a good time to uh, find a financial partner, maybe even take some chips off the table, downside your risk, and uh, and and be partners. And you know, and I think it's key to uh, folks don't think that they're a partner; they think they're working for the financial company, and and that's a misnomer. Uh, I think if you have the right partner, uh, you will be you will be the managers, and uh, and you'll like Garrett said, you'll have an opportunity to, to continue to run the business. You know, it's it's interesting. It's like if you've got a medical issue, you don't just go to any doctor. You go to one that's really dialed into the condition that you think you have. And the same thing when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner and you're looking for, you know, support from an investor, uh, you, you've really got to find the right one that's, that's dialed into what you need. You know, capital being one of them but then you know are you looking for a partner that's gonna might help you you know help you manage the business on a day-to-day basis well that's not every partner it's certainly not Shoreview. you know we take a much different approach uh we stay in our lane and add value on things like add-on acquisitions corporate finance etc but we're not calling our companies daily or weekly you know how how was business that that certainly does nothing but waste people's time i think you know where we where we were happy to help and thought we added a lot of value on the eleven add-on acquisitions we we were successful in closing at Monroe was a lot of the minutia that you know Dan our CFO could have probably done but that would have taken him away from the five other things Dave and Garrett needed him to to do on a daily basis and the same thing with Garrett and Dave you know they were you know, busy running the business still certainly were kept abreast, uh, you know, all, all along the way on things going on in deals, but we just focused on the minutia. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, it worked, worked out really well. It was a great team effort. Yeah. We would be totally remiss if we did not give a huge shout out to, uh, you know, Tim and Andrew and some of the folks, you know, we mentioned Tom and Scott a few times, but and, and they were helpful, but, uh, you know, the Shoreview team, uh, they truly bring a team into, uh, you know, into the investment. And uh, Tim and Andrew, uh, you know, I know that we can't hire them, but 
we would in a second. Those guys are awesome, and uh, we love them. And um, and uh, most of what we accomplished, I you know, they were just right there in. Uh, and that's an important thing too. I think when you're seeking a financial partner is to understand. And it's one thing to meet the you know maybe the board members or the partners, but if you get a chance to really understand and get to know uh you know the vice presidents and the associates and a little bit deeper in because sometimes that's where the day-to-day is and uh shoreview just has a very deep talent base and you know is able to support was able to support us and um that was awesome well to add on that real quick dave on the acquisition side in the back end one of the things that we did enjoy i mean and, you know, kind of the joke around the office was every deal I saw was the best deal ever, you know. <laughs> so every time I every time I had a new one, this is the best deal. But in saying that, having a great team that's done hundreds of deals behind you, uh, you know, that, that, that can look at that same deal in a different light, you know, and may, and may ask questions that you didn't ask originally, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, and that, that have, and again, I, you know, I look at making mistakes. We all make mistakes and, you know, having a lot of people that have made some mistakes, we don't want to make them again. Uh, so being able to listen to, uh, uh, the pros and cons of deals. And again, having a good financial partner that's done hundreds of deals. Um, it's a great sounding board that you have when we're looking at acquisitions, you know, we're not just always saying, Hey, this is the best deal. Um, and let's see what the group did. That was one of the things that I, I enjoyed working with the Shoreview team on, is every time we did get a deal, you know, is, you know, throwing it out to, you know, everybody in the group and then hearing the, you know, banter a little bit of the pros and cons. And, you know, sometimes we had to fight a little harder for some of these deals. And uh, I think sure of you just wanted to make sure that, you know, that we just had our, all of our questions answered before we did that. But it really did make us a stronger team, I think, in the acquisition side from what we would, what we learned from all the, uh, all the deals at the Shoreview team and, and past, uh, uh, past groups the same way of being able to bounce that off of that's, that's a strong, uh, you know, that's a strong addition to your team of having that, um, type of thing. It's interesting. What, what I found helpful was, you know, having these discussions, whether it be, you know, in a man meeting with the management team or, or just a conversation with you, Garrett, um, to understand your conviction on the deals. Cause that that's really as an investor, what we're looking for, uh, and and Shirby's not the only group that that conducts himself like this, but but really looking for okay, what's the what's the team see in this deal, and how convicted are they that you know their assumptions on you know one and one equal equaling three can really come to fruition? Um, and the other thing, uh, you know, we got a lot out of you know fr- from you guys on the other end too, you know, helping us maybe think a little outside of the box as as a financial investor. You know, you 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 may have a certain slant on how you look at deals, but then having a a team that we're partnered with that has conviction and understanding. Okay, here's why they want to pay up for this deal, and and maybe pay a little more than what the numbers might suggest you should pay because there's all these qualitative things that make sense that 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 really help the numbers sing after we close the deal. So I I felt that those interactions uh that that type of cadence that we developed was very helpful in in our mutual success well if i could if i could add a little uh uh just a story behind that <laughs> um which is kind of interesting we brought you a little deal early on it was a little small wire harness deal you know we came <laughs> to you guys and i don't know if you remember this meeting and we you know we're trying to sure say hey, we can we can buy this meeting you guys are like what 
You know, we don't understand, you know, you know, we're like, hey, you know, it, you know, warehouses and everything else. Yeah, guys, you know, why don't you stay, fo- you know, say, stay focused and blah, blah, blah. And at the point, at the time, it was right. It was great advice. You know, we waited and then we went and proved our thesis out. You know, it took us a year and a half working with this small little wire harness company and actually develop, developing it, building a track record, building an internal track record, and basically trying to prove you wrong, <laughs> you know, that, that we felt that this was, that this was an aspect. Where today, I mean, wire harnesses are probably, and we've made four acquisitions in the wire harness business since then, is probably 30% of our business, you know, and, you know, with great cross-sell potential to all of our other hard goods. Um, but in saying that where I'm going with the story is it, it was, it was a, you know, a, a learning experience from day one and we had to go out and prove the thesis and you made us do that. And I think we did. And it's been, a, it's been a, uh, it's, it's been a good thing in the future. Well, I'm certainly grateful that you did <laughs> make <laughs> us, uh, you know, b- 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 you know, really pound the table for that deal. I think, you know, any investor, uh, or any business owner looking to bring on an investor should should really dig in to understand. Hey, is this group open to diverse opinions? Do, do they, uh, you know, are, are they the type of investor that always needs to be the right, you know, right voice in the room? You know, we we try, uh, you know, go out of our way to make sure we foster very collaborative conversations around the the board table, around the management table, and. That doesn't mean our voice always has to be the loudest in the room. Uh, you know, quite frankly, it's it's probably it needs to be the least <laughs> uh, loudest uh, because we're not in there running the business day to day. So, really value a team that 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 has conviction around whether it be whether they should do a deal, an add-on acquisition, or growth. In, you know, investments for growth. Um, you know, having that open-mindedness at, at the table uh, really, I think, results in, in the best decisions being made. So. Hey, Peter, if I could, uh, you know, I think we have a, a few more minutes, but, you know, one story or one thing that I think I just wanted to get out there because, you know, depending on your viewing audience, when we were in t- 2017, when we were going through the process to uh, exit with our current investor and to seek a new investor, uh, we had 13 meetings and it was, I don't want to say it was overwhelming. Uh, we certainly learned a lot through that process and I would encourage anyone to embrace it because you're going to learn things about your business that you didn't know in preparing for, uh, you know, that, you know, a transaction or an exit or however you want to think about it, finding a financial partner. But it was very clear to us to go back, you know, you were talking about, Tom and Scott pounding on the table to say, we have to do this deal. Uh, it, we also felt very, very comfortable uh, with Tom and Scott. And, and I think it's, I don't want to say it's like picking a spouse, but you kind of, you know, you know it when you see it or you feel it. And there was definitely a feeling that of, you know, camaraderie there and, so to anybody who might be, you know, as you're, you know, I'm not saying that you should pick Shoreview because they're going to be the right fit for you necessarily, um, because I think you have to find that match and that comfort level. But um, if you're not comfortable, uh, that should be a red flag, uh, because I think in every partner that we've had, um, just, you know, as we kind of departed from Shoreview and moved on to the next chapter, it was exactly the same thing. 
Uh, there were people that were, you know, courting us and we were courting them. Uh, but it became clear at the end of the day who the right partner was. And, uh, and that's, so I think there's some sleep at night, maybe a little bit in that too, that, that it doesn't have to be as daunting or as scary. Um, or you maybe, you know, cause I definitely was way overstressed about it, uh, in 17. And, you know, once we met the Shoreview team and, uh, you would express interest. It was like, you know, I started sleeping again because it was like, okay, this is going to be okay. And, you know, that's, I think, you know, it's not always the owner that's engaged in, uh, you know, the process. Sometimes it's people who aren't shareholders or it's not all financial gain for them. And they, you know, Hey, I got to go to work with, you know, these folks. And, um, you know, that through that process though, you definitely become comfortable with, uh, it seems one or two maybe, but one firm versus another. And, you know, that, that should be, I think, high on the selection criteria and as folks are choosing a financial uh, partner. Well, well, just to add to that, now, add to that where I alluded to earlier, both the last two deals we did, Dave, didn't go to, weren't the highest bidders. <laughs> right. You know, it was, you know, including Shoreview. Uh, we just knew we wanted them. From that aspect, you know, and even though the bankers are, and everyone's like, oh, you know, these guys are going to pay. We're like, you know what? We we're, we feel more comfortable with where Shoreview was, you know, in the aspect, and and similar with our new case, it's the same thing. You know, we we uh, uh, neither one of them were the highest bidder on the table. So the other thing to think about in life is making sure that you you've got the right partner going forward. And it's again, what I was saying earlier, it's not always about the money, but that'll yep. come. Yeah, you know it's interesting the 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 qualitative aspects of 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 the partnership certainly really make a difference between you know not only good and great partnerships but 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 great partnerships and and bad partnerships and it's Dave you alluded to like a marriage and in some ways it is I mean we're we're joined at the hip uh, uh, through thick and thin uh, through uh, you know. If you're going to have to travel through the challenges that COVID presented many businesses, for example, you, you probably want to do that with folks you get along with because it's going to be stressful. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's it's going to require some conversations uh, that that may not be, you know, positive ones when you're having to think about things like making cuts, et cetera. So you might as well do it with folks that that you get along with and that you you you'd enjoy having dinner with. I, I use that as a gauge often when I'm meeting with a team. Uh, hey, is this someone that I I really uh, want to be partnered with and and would would enjoy having a, a meal with them and talking about things uh, you know business as well, but but things outside of business. And you know, I, I think along the way we've we've really developed some great friendships with with management teams and Dave and Garrett and. Dan and Tom and Kevin and Rob at, at, at Monroe, I, you know, I considered them in the, in the friend category and hopefully uh, we'll be uh, enjoying a lot of meals together in the future and maybe yeah. some fishing trips as well. Yeah. You got it. For sure. I'm, you, you, you all need to invest in something in Michigan here in the near future and maybe we'll see you every once in a while. Right. Or if maybe not, we'll definitely see you in Florida. We'll see you in Florida. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, Dave, G Garrett hasn't given me the alarm code yet to the uh, Florida house, but uh, maybe one day. <laughs> you should have Just, it. Every, uh, everybody in the world has it. It's the easiest one in the yeah, world. So. Uh, I, don't want, I don't want to put it on the internet necessarily, but yeah. uh, 
I'll text it to you after. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guys, hey, the, uh, I realize we're, we're over time now, and uh, you've been really generous uh, sharing some time with us today, and uh, this feels like a great place to wrap up the conversation. So I'm sure we could keep going for a while, but uh, it, uh, like I said at the outset, it's great to see you guys again. And, um, you know, we, it was a fantastic partnership uh, for Shoreview. Um, we certainly got a lot out of it. And as Tom said, you know, some lifelong friendships, which is, which is a bo- always a bonus. Um, and, uh, just appreciate your time today. And thank, thank you guys for sharing everything you did today. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having thanks, us guys. on. And yep. yeah, it's really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just want to, and Garrett and Dave, many thanks for having Scott, myself and the rest of the folks at Shoreview along for the ride with, with with you guys over the last four years it certainly was uh was fun exciting and and, and rewarding you know I, I know you guys will be successful in the future but uh w- want to wish uh, want to wish you guys all the best as you uh, continue driving your vision forward thanks tom thanks tom thank you for listening to the first bite presented by shoreview industries we hope you enjoyed the show to learn more about shoreview or to get in touch please go to our website at www.shoreview.com.